Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Garrison Financial Friday morning, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along next hour. You know, this is kind of, is it possible the NFL draft is better than Christmas? Because this ought to be like December 26th, except for there's still two more days of the draft. There's still more presents under the tree. <laughs> there's still like, two more like days, baby. Halfway between <laughs> celebrating Hanukkah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. You know, you think, all right, open up the first round presents just like Christmas. Wait a minute. And as the as the the experts say, the first round is the flat the flash, but this is where the real team is made in the next two days. Yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. I won't give me the flash. Anyhow, we'll talk NFL draft uh, a whole bunch today. Got some high school uh, results from yesterday: slow pitch, softball regionals, baseball regionals, baseball by district, tons of stuff. And of course, it is a Garrison Financial Friday. And that means Scott is in here with us. So let's get right to it. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give Skull Shoots a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. Tell us what you thought about your team's draft. Who did you like? What who 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 did you not like? I know I've got a team that I'm really getting frustrated with. Because they're doing so well in my mind. I'm really getting frustrated with one team that's just like, come on, guys. Why don't you mess one up a little bit here so that maybe the Cowboys can have a chance. Um, Anyhow, Big Elk TV, Paragon TV in the app. It was fun yesterday. Jared and I out at Ackley Park watching the Elks destroy Dixon for a bi-district championship. We'll be back out there next week with regionals. It was boring. I, the games I was there were... for about 30 minutes, and I was like, yeah, I can go now. <laughs> yeah, this is over. <laughs> yes, it was fun. It's fun to be on the winning side, but let's face it, games like that, <laughs> I don't know if there was ever really, if the result was ever really in doubt in either one of those games. No. Um, let's see, Skitty on Sports Podcast. If you missed the show entirely, you can find us anywhere podcasts drop. You heard the voice of Jared Aether. You've heard from uh, Scott Garrison. Scotty G, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, hey, I'm a Steeler man. My Steelers are they're killing it. I love what they're doing. Yeah, you just got to hope many hands is a good quarterback. Many hands. Uh, and that wasn't wow. that the knock on him? The miniature hands from hey, last year. Hey, he's, he can play. He can play. He showed he showed some pretty pretty bright spots. And let's let's be honest, he didn't have any time to show them either. No, he was he was decent. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, Steelers. At, I was we were talking off the air. Outside of really the Lions, I thought for the like the rest of the first, it was the most sane first round I've ever seen from a pick perspective. There was, I mean, Al Davis always would fire one in there that you just went what and start laughing. Yeah, the, the Lions were the only ones. Yeah, you know. It, when the when the whoever was making the pick, the guys would talk, and inevitably that one of those names would pop up. And a lot of times, the guy they thought it would be, the Lions, not so much. No. They never even mentioned either guy they picked. <laughs> but who knows? I mean, it's it you know the it, it seems crazy to draft. I mean, I thought we were at nineteen ninety six there for just a second when two running backs came off the board in the top twelve. Like whoa. Yeah. Was I transported back? Am I in? I am. Am I in Scott's barber shop watching this? What is going on here? Uh, but uh, what were your thoughts? And obviously, uh, the Steelers looked like they made uh, a pick that fills a huge need that they've got. Yeah, yeah. That kid, he looks like he's in like ninth grade and still has a growth spurt to come. I mean, he's either overweight and needs to <laughs> and needs to get in shape, or he's still got a lot of growing up to do. I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens with him, but uh, yeah, I liked. I, I loved what the Steelers did. Um, I love their position today. Um, 
like we talked about off the air, I think Anthony, Anthony Richardson was a terrible pick at fourth for the Colts. I, I just – that guy's – yeah, like we said, he's a freak. He's an animal. But I don't see him wanting to wait to start. I don't see him – and so if he's, if he's not ready, the other players on the team are going to know he's not ready immediately, and then the headaches will begin. So Any shock with Houston trading up to get the third pick, and all of a sudden they're getting back-to-back picks at two and three. I mean, I sent a – what do you call them? Gifts? Like, we're putting all the chips towards the center of the table here. Yeah. Like, they're all in. Like, it yeah. answered our questions early of what they intend to do for this upcoming season, and it looks like they intend to win yeah, or try to. Yeah, they're – well, and to be honest, they got the two most NFL-ready players probably, you could say. Maybe so, yeah. The most – you know, the most ready to play now. Um, I don't know if the breezy kid from Clemson that went to the Saints could end up being the steal of the – of the draft, in my opinion, I mean, it had a, had a ton of injuries mm-hmm. and, and things. While well, he was at Clemson, but uh, if he lives up to the potential that he has, I think he could end up being the steal of the draft. Um, I don't hear either one of you guys talking about your Cowboys. <sighs> it, it's funny because on the text line, Dakota said, "I wish y'all could have seen Drew's soul leave his body." when the Bills jumped up ahead of him and took Kincaid. <laughs> I mean, we all – we there was one word in the, in the group text that we're in together. We can't say There was that. only one word that was said as soon as that pick was made, and it wasn't a nice one. <laughs> it was yeah. not a nice one. I mean, it's here's the deal. I hate – you know what it feels like? And maybe they don't – maybe they had this guy higher than, than what a lot of people did on their board – but it, I, it felt like a need pick, and Dallas never picks for need. They always take the best available. So maybe he was, I don't know, like I, t- I text them. Uh, I may just have Taco Charlton PTSD with defensive linemen from Michigan. <laughs> when, what was it, J.J. Watt went like two picks later? Yeah. You know, like, oh, there's a miss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and maybe it's breezy. We're, all right, Maisie Smith, yeah, I saw this video where he's jumping up the stairs faster than Aiden Hutchinson or something on a workout. Oh, yeah, that's great. What about Breezy? He's over being an all-pro and a Hall of Famer two picks later. <laughs> so I, I think it was the Michigan connection. But like I told them, I wasn't overly fired up last year with the guys that they could have picked, and then they put picked Tyler Smith. That turns out that's a good pick. I mean, he's yeah. he's going to be – and and it probably is a little bit – hypocritical for me as a Cowboys fan when they seem to be doing exactly what I will praise the Eagles for doing yeah. and that is building from the front back yeah and I mean the Eagles come on how it, it's like you know for a long time your steel, your Steelers dude it, it did not seem like they're for about a decade after they draft Ben and then they like it always seemed like the the two teams in front of them would do something so stupid and then the guy that's you know the Steelers weren't going to trade up because they're like, oh, we can pick somebody else. And then the two teams in front of him would do the dumbest thing of all time, and they would get. That's what it felt like for the Eagles last <laughs> night. Like Chicago, Jalen Carter is a monster of the midway, bro. Yeah, Crap, just take him. Yeah. And then they traded one spot back so that the Eagles could take Jalen Carter. Yeah. And then if it's not Breezy, another guy that was injured right now, but man, Nolan Smith. When you see his measurables and the stuff that he, his wow plays, it's like holy cow! Absolutely, Eagles. Uh, Jalen Carter is the most wow. I mean, and, and my here, gosh. we talked about this yesterday, Jared. I really thought you know when we who could be the biggest bust. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it could be him, depending on where he went. Yeah. You know, I made the joke when it was See, Vegas. I never thought that. When I it was Vegas. Yeah, oh, really? You think he's going to succeed in <laughs> yeah, Vegas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not have made That's what I'm Vegas. saying. I you never know. thought about location as, oh, yeah. as part of the yeah. equation of being a bus, but I can totally see that. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, if he was in Vegas, that ain't good. Henry yeah. Ruggs, ooh, too. Ooh, I mean, maybe not ooh. that, but you know yeah, what I'm saying. Hopefully not that, yeah. That's, but that's just an obvious, like, this ain't where he needs to go. Mm. And then the Eagles trade up, and you go, oh, my God, they're going to take Jalen Carter. He's going to be with all those Georgia dudes. This is the best I – mean, as just far as him, loaded. it's got to be the best place he could have gone, right? Yeah, just absolutely loaded. Uh, 
We'll now, as a Dallas, I'm sorry, and as a Dallas fan, I, I hope he is a bust, right? That was my first reaction when they took him. I was like, oh, good. He'll be a bust for the Eagles. I don't think but so. I, but the Eagles are so well ran. I don't think yeah, so either. I don't think so. I I think that was I think that was a slam dunk. Um I don't I don't know. Uh who else was I looking at that I thought was just not wise in any way, shape, or form? I can't remember who well, it you was. You mentioned Detroit. Um <laughs> Detroit. But I'm with you. And it it felt like it just all went the chalk, you know, it's like it wasn't splashy. Other than the Houston thing early, I thought this might be a night where we're going to get a lot of movement of trades and, it, and big grabs. It was Maybe weird. Atlanta, I mean, listen, I'm not calling Robinson. I mean, we we praised his his accolades and in, in hoping that he would drop far enough for the Cowboys, but uh, to be taken so high is that dumb on Atlanta's part? Yes. Is it? I mean, you don't even have to say is it. It's dumb. You don't take a running back in the top ten. I mean, when when was and, the last – you could say it worked out with, with for Dallas for a few years. For a few, yeah. For a well, few years. Here, here's the Until thing you about – you had to pay him. Here, but that's – I think we've got to start looking at it in a, in that light right there. That's true. Because the the shelf life is three years anyway, on that's average, true. of these running backs. Now, I realize an eighth pick is a bunch to give, but let me ask you this. If every eighth pick had a great five-year career – wouldn't you consider that a hell of a good drafting? Yeah, you would. by whoever you know, just because regardless the shelf, of regardless position. of whatever the position is. So maybe we need it now. Atlanta's not in this boat. It doesn't seem like right now, as the, as maybe the Eagles would have been, or you know, the Bills or the Ravens or whoever is kind of tied to him a little bit. Of okay, let's get all we can out of his first contract, and then don't care if he moves on because we're drafting him to help us win right now. You know, he fills that. Good player, great player, maybe, for not much money in this first segment of his well, career. Well, the thing, the thing that I thought was the dumbest part about it was the same reason why I criticized my Steelers a couple of years ago for Najee. I, the line's not in front of him yet. That's very true. Why would you draft a running back when you don't have the line yet? And you've seen Najee getting just obliterated. That kid, you talk about having a shelf life. If he can make it through the next two years, it will be pretty impressive. So that's the one thing that I thought was here. Here was a a big mind blower for me. Who on earth is drafting for the Washington Red uh, Commanders? The Skins. Excuse me. Uh, you can say we say Skins around <laughs> no, here, Scott. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. Oh, they took the, the they took they took the skinny took little need. dude. <laughs> they, they took a need though. That's not. You you know you know when they took when they picked you heard that giant sound of air rushing out of the balloon that's when it came from will levis because <laughs> he was going all right redskins need a quarterback was that coming out of will levis or if you were will levis would you be like oh thank god the redskins didn't pick well me. that's very true too hey, although new ownership i really thought they might make a big old splash in this draft maybe it's not all quite settled in there yet to where they yeah. didn't feel necessary the one thing i will say about will levis i hope that wasn't his mom and his two sisters, because that would be even a bigger disappointment for him. They never really said. Yeah, one was a girlfriend. Was it? One well, of them was a girlfriend, but the girlfriend wasn't sitting next to him. She was in red or something. Uh, just some tweets I'm, I saw. I'm going to assume that the two blondes was his mom and his sister. Yeah, they looked pretty. They looked alike. And they were sitting next to him, and the girlfriend was off to the side. She kept trying to. Well, she was calm she, down. She kept or, trying to or that or get into the camera and <laughs> oh oh. Well, she's yeah. got to get her Instagram pics. Of well, either that or grab the hand of one of the guys that actually got picked. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> wow! Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, maybe she was trying to like help her push off of Will's shoulder to get out of there. <laughs> oh, that is bad. Uh, question: What I just joined? What do you think of Dallas's pick? Uh, you know, well, we'll see. We just, I, I just, it, it, um, it's kind of what I said yesterday. It's it, they have hit more than missed lately mm -hmm. with their picks, and and I was kind of warning myself and warning our our Dallas listeners that it might not be a splashy pick, but have faith in it. And that's what I was kind of telling myself, and that's kind of how I took it. I was that uh, that curb your enthusiasm meme where Larry Dave's like, huh? Eh. Eh. Well, okay. Where did I just see that? Somebody so, 
But it did it did address a need that we kind of we failed to even really talk about was run defense. You know, we always talked about the offensive mm-hmm. needs. We weren't really talking about the defensive needs. We're we're so infatuated with the the secondary being okay, but the run defense was a problem last year. So huge problem. Yeah, I'm glad that that was addressed. I mean, that was a, I mean, in hindsight, now that's a really good pick if you're addressing that need. Well, here's the thing. And, but the question was, what was a bigger need? You know, I didn't, I never really thought about. But that was a big problem last year. You have to the the problem with what Philly is doing. You have to keep up with it, or they'll just run you over mm-hmm. in your own division, offensively and defensively. And so they're almost forcing the teams in their division's hand in a lot of ways to bolster up on the lines because of what they're doing. So so we haven't even touched on it yet. What do you think about what the Ravens are doing? Ray, that was one of those things we I was wondering who would maybe trade for him and now here – Lamar's what? there. Hey, well, they've got here's the thing. Todd Munkin obviously believes in Lamar, at least whatever he's seen of him or whatever tape he's watched, because that was that's something that's kind of underrated here. Him. Well, they paid him, and they also changed offensive coordinators, which in my mind signals a change in a little bit of philosophy. the philosophy that they've been doing. You know, Greg Roman had him as the leading rushing team for the last couple of years in the league. Where'd that get him? Yeah. Yeah. Without a running back. Yeah, yeah, with with a little frail one that also <laughs> threw it. <laughs> I'm surprised that they gave in, but I, I will say this, and we I hammered Lamar for being his own agent and it's dragging on too long. But kudos to him. Two sixty, third most uh Yeah. Third most of all time as far as the guarantees at one eighty what, four or five? So. Something like yeah. that. <laughs> Over under on how long OBJ waits before he starts complaining about catches has he <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's already is he yeah. he's already mad at zay flowers and zay flowers hadn't even got there yet <laughs> oh that's it, I, I may need to save this for something different but in all honesty i mean we were talking about espn and how they would show all the the periphery of it instead of just the the meat and potatoes of the draft which there's a lot of cool stories and all that but there's another thing that they put out immediately, as soon as Anthony Richardson was picked. And it, 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 they're the only ones that still have this narrative going, because I don't think any of us here even notice. But you know what their, their tweet was? Three of the, the three of the top four picks in the NFL draft were black quarterbacks. Who even had that term isn't even used Who anymore? Cares? It's just a quarterback. A Nobody quarterback. cares. This isn't nineteen. They thought it was nineteen ninety six too when the twelfth pick was the second running back. And so they went back to old <laughs> preconceived it. notions. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, come on, ESPN. That's, come on. Yeah. Get, get past. No just one pushing the narrative. There's literally no one that says that Nobody term cares. anymore. Nobody except cares. for them. Except for but, ESPN. But I will say this. I mean. I understand he's incredibly intelligent. I understand he played in the SEC. There is no way that Bryce Young will be able to survive as a quarterback in the National Football League, especially going to the Panthers now, unless he just doesn't play for the first two years. I, he'll never make it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's a little guy. Who has? Who has? He is – you talk about a rail – I mean, most of our kids on our high school team this year were were bigger than him. Yeah, I heard them talking about as we were headed home on the radio. There, you know, the, the draft coverage on the radio, and I think it was Mel. After they picked him, he had like his little one minute synopsis of what it was or whatever what he did, and he said that <clears throat> the the two hundred four at the combine was manufactured, meaning his weight. Yeah, because he, he plays at like 185. He he had lost. Well, they said that he did gain it. They, mm. I was gained it somebody. just literally to get gained measured. Gained it for the combine. And then at the pro day, he'd already uh-huh. lost 10 pounds of it. Yeah, that, I guess he plays. He can't hold it. He, he plays at like 185. Yeah, that's where he's going to play. The one the one thing I would say uh, to play devil's advocate, because I, I, I think that's his only question mark. I think the rest of what Bryce Young is is awesome. If he can be out there. The one thing I would say, he was able to use his feet in, in, in a college certain times 
to gain yardage. But I look at him more of a, of a Mahomes type. If it's necessary in the you know the oh, last he's drive, six foot four. He's bigger though, but <laughs> but but he doesn't. But Bryce Young isn't going to run like Lamar Jackson. No. But and so therefore, did you ever see Bryce Young take a shot in college? Not very often. He didn't because he he wasn't trying to gain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the one thing in his advantage. He can move, but he also. He's pretty good at making business decisions as well. Get down and get out of the way. Yeah. Problem is, Kyler's he, pretty good at getting down and getting out of the way too. And, and Kyler much, hasn't made it through a single NFL season yet. And Kyler's bigger than him. Yeah. The problem is though, Kyler runs to get yards. They there, run there him plays, on purpose. Yeah, there are plays designed there for that for Kyler. That. I, I don't, don't think you're going to see Bryce Young have yeah. any quarterback run game designed. Unless for a. But I, I agree 100. percent That's why I would have taken C.J. Stroud first overall because I think he's. Yeah. I, I think he our, doesn't my, have those same yeah. problems. That's my main concern too is the size and 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 all that. But I did, you know, he did a lot of things with his feet that last season at Alabama. But it wasn't by design; it was by out of necessity. And he did get down, or how he used this? his feet hey, to make how about the pass. This? How about this? I'll play the devil's advocate here. If Bryce Young was a white quarterback, would he have gone number one overall? Yeah, Baker Mayfield did. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think it all was his intangibles in the way. I think this season, in a lot of ways, was bigger for Bryce Young than winning the Heisman last year because he literally, it felt like he had Alabama on his back. And you look at what happened. They lost on a kick yeah. at Tennessee, and they lost in overtime when LSU – by the way, his team scored a touchdown like it's supposed to in overtime. LSU just got the ball second and went for two. I think that showed people – a lot of that gamer aspect of what he is. But here's the deal. You can be a gamer all you want, but you're right. If you're not out there, you can't if be a gamer. If you're not on the field, you're not a gamer. If you're in the training room, you're not gaming. When you have, Well, you might be gaming. You and Kyler might yeah. be sitting there together <laughs> gaming. When you have 275-pound, 300-pound defensive linemen that are running a 4-6-40. Yeah, how about, the one, how about Nolan Smith? Yeah. What is, what's he weigh? Like 280 uh, and he's running a 4-3-something? Yeah. Oop-oop. Yeah. Well, who, who was it from Georgia last year ran a ran – a, Four. It was the massive guy, yeah, Davis, Jordan Davis. Yeah, he ran like a four eight something at three fifty. Yeah, no, he was closer to four hundred pounds. <laughs> he was close to four hundred pounds. Yeah, so yeah. I just I don't know. I I don't I don't see how somebody can hold up. Yeah, here you go. Two is the gamer too. How's that working out for him? It's <laughs> a good point. There you go. It's a very 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 good point. <laughs> yes, so if is. if I had to say, all right, Scott, who was your winner last night? Who would it be? Um, I mean, I'm really happy with my Steelers and what they did. I mean, it's boring. You can say it's boring, but when you have to have an offensive tackle, you have to have an offensive tackle. Uh, but I would say, yeah, we have to wait and see. The Eagles. It's got to be the right. Eagles. I think so, too. Eagles or are, Eagles are Houston. Yeah. I don't know if – I think Houston's really excited and happy with what they did. I don't know if – Either one of those will end up being elite, right? I think they'll. I think they're both ready to step into the league. I don't know if either one of them. I don't know if we'll be talking about C.J. Stroud the way that we talk about top three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, we might be talking about him ninth, tenth, eleventh, um, and then Anderson. I don't know. There were some times last year. Do you remember the Texas game? Anderson jumped off sides like four times in a row. Mm-hmm. There were some times that he just didn't seem to have his brain. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, he makes the play of the game. You yeah. know, it was just. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But he didn't. It, I mean, I thought he might win the Heisman last year coming off the year before. Mm-hmm. And it didn't seem, even though he still led the SEC in sacks, it didn't seem like. And maybe that just comes with the expectation going in. That's why a Heisman Trophy winner coming back has only won once. That's true. Because the expectations are so off the charts that any little thing, you start noticing more. Instead of, my God, that 31 is awesome. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at that. He jumped outside. Or, ah, did he quit on that play? You know, it's it's, That's true. it's weird to be able to watch yeah, a play the magnifying play. glass is on you. No doubt about it. So, Steelers, do they take? Do they pick 32nd or do they no, do something different? they're trading down. They'll trade down. There's too many corners. The needs that they still have to fill, there's, the players are out there. Uh, the – they want Joey Porter Jr., but Cam Smith, and then the what's a sophomore from Georgia? Um, I can't think of his name. 
you know, I mean, there's a lot of corners that are that are out there. Waiting. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Ringo. Yeah, Keely Ringo. So, yeah, the, the redshirt yeah. sophomore. Yep. So there's, I think they'll definitely trade down and 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 yeah, we're just building. Hey, we're hey, we'll be honest. You know, we're not ready to play with the Bengals. We're not ready to play with the Ravens. But we'll just build and see what happens. Yep. Yep. As long as your quarterback can just get keep the football in his hand, I think he'll, he'll be, be all right. right. He'll be all right. All right, Scott, what's going on? What's going on down <laughs> at Garrison Financial? Oh, we're just working with people, helping people navigate this this crazy market and uh, this crazy economy, and 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 preparing people for what we see coming on in the future. And and uh, we're trying to to uh, position ourselves to to best get through the next dec- next decade. So, if you want to talk about your investments, if you want to talk about uh, maybe maybe putting some money on the sidelines. If you want to talk about some life insurance, if you want to talk about some other needs, come on down. Let's sit down. Let's let's take a look at what you got and let's make a game plan. One twenty four, so that we're not the lions and we're not drafting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, almost didn't make it. One twenty four North Main. Scott at SoonerWealth.com. That's it, guys. All right, you thanks, guys have man. a great day. Yep, you too. That's Scott Garrison on a Garrison Financial Friday. We'll tell you all about what he's doing down there throughout the show. When we come back, Jared and I will continue to rehash the draft. We've got some high school, regional, by-district, softball, baseball results, maybe what's going on today if the rain stays away. Plenty more show left on the Garrison Financial Friday. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. Hey! Is this heaven? No. It's the Skinny on Sports. It is like, it is like heaven. Perfect. It's like heaven in here on a Garrison Financial Friday. Just heard from Scott. You can do it all, man. Full financial planning. Shop the open market to bring you the best value on your life insurance and your investments. Can set you up a plan if you want to manage it. You know, you can manage your stuff. But if you're one of those people, you, you want to manage your stuff, but you're not sure how to get going, he can charge you by the hour to set it up, and then you can go and, and watch and, and He's like your general you manager. Yeah. Right? Be like your contractor. Set it up, and yeah. then you can go make the decision. It's good stuff. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email, 124 North Main. Is his locale there in the office? I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's finish up the NBA draft. NBA draft. NFL draft. Are we already previewing the NBA draft? Yeah. Here's one for you, kids. Victor Wimbanyama is going to go number one. Yeah. That's what I know about the the NBA draft so far. I love like last week I got a breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. He entered the draft. He enters the draft. <laughs> he declares for the Oh, yeah, that's real breaking news. <laughs> Everybody saw that one coming. It is good to see that Drew's still with us on the text line. Hey, Drew. I would, I would have, I have a feeling that his face turned completely white when that, when the news of the trade happened. It'll be fine. Buffalo ahead of Dallas, and I thought, oh, what, what, okay, I started racking my brain. Tight and tight. Dawson Knox. They've got Dawson Knox, but you kind of knew what was coming, right? I think so. Like, oh no, it'll be fine. Question was, do you think the Cowboys would have drafted? Dalton Kincaid, if he was available, I think yes. I do too. I think there, I think the answer is that's there yes. There was a priority list, and he was towards the top. 
priority list mixed with needs <laughs> like we talked about. Yeah, ask Dakota. When Buffalo jumped us, a new Kincaid was gone. Yeah, Dakota's the one that alerted us that the life went out of your soul. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that's who they wanted. It clearly wasn't Michael Mayer because guess what? They could have drafted they him. They could have had him. I think I think Kincaid was the guy that they had targeted all along, and when he wasn't there, they pivoted to, okay, what's next? And that was Smith and stopping the run, which it's that's a huge concern. There's no doubt. It's just not quite as flashy. It's as not as flashy, but I, I appreciate Jerry's willingness to, um, to, to know a concern when he sees one, when everybody sees it. So, smart move. Who do you think had the best night? I wrote this down. Um, well, I mean, I hate to say it, but Philly looked pretty dang good. Pretty, speaking of smart, they continue to make those smart picks. And then Houston with, I mean, you got two of the top three guys in the entire draft. I mean, they're clearly going all in, and they're wanting the win now. They don't like the idea of losing for another year. So... Uh, I would say uh, in that order, Philly and then Houston. Philly took advantage of being where they're at in the draft, and they got some key players. So the rich get richer over there uh, yeah. for Philly. I, I, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that Philly did. If you just look at – if you view it purely from a value standpoint, where where most teams had these guys, had the two guys that they picked in their overall draft order – in, you know, on their big board, Philly got gigantic value. Except for the couple of teams, apparently, that didn't even have Jalen Carter on the board, which to me is so crazy, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, the Commanders, I don't get it. They, they took a skinny little corner yeah. from Mississippi State. This question on the text line. He, he makes plays. He talked about his coverage skills and, and the way that he could do it. But, man, in that division with, with you know, Lamb, with A.J. Brown, more physical receivers, how's he going to hold up at 164 pounds, I think they said? You know, when they when – they, That's when the, little. When the draft's announced and then they break it down, this is what who he is, where he's from, what he can do, what he's best at, what, what he needs to work on, all that. You know, first thing stood out was obviously the size. And the second thing that stood out to me was it appeared to me that he, all he relies on is interceptions. Uh, you know, not just the timing, timing passes, jumping routes, stuff like that. But the physical thing does concern you. I mean, he could be bumped off the line and go right down to his backside. And especially when you, know, you had out of position at that at that pick, you also had Christian Gonzalez and you had Deontay Banks, which. It, at least the channel I was watching, I thought it was pretty clear that, uh, you know, Lewis Riddick, I think he does a really good job. And, uh, you know, I think he was clearly in favor of those other two over the pick that they made, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think size and, and physicality was a big part of that. I liked what uh, I liked what C- Seattle did. Getting the, Now, the corner they took from Illinois, when you saw his highlight reel, it was totally different. Than Forbes from Mississippi State. Yeah. He was up in the mix making plays around, around the line of scrimmage, but also really good in coverage. Witherspoon from Illinois. And then as as Jackson Smith and Jigba, as it got closer and closer to 26, I was sure hoping. That he would be there? Oh, my gosh, yes. I was kind of hoping <clears throat> Addison would be there, but he went to Minnesota at 24. I thought both those names, too. I was thinking – one of those guys could fall down and of course Kincaid but um yeah I mean you like what they did though Seattle oh heck yes yeah Yeah. I was afraid that they were going to pull the trigger on a quarterback I still am not convinced they wouldn't have at five if the Colts wouldn't have taken Richardson I don't think they wanted any part of Will Levis at five but I think they might have wanted Anthony Richardson at five or maybe maybe that could have been a spot for a trade back a couple of picks where you were comfortable that he would still be, I you know as good as Geno was, I'm not. I, mean, I don't think anybody in Seattle thinks Geno's the next five to eight year solution for me. I just don't. 
maybe I'm discrediting discrediting Geno a little bit too much, but once once Richardson was gone there, I think they had to pivot and take you know different guys. The, the quarterback was the quarterback was out of their brain in the first round. Let me ask you this: Do you think Seattle was it proven to us that it's Pete Carroll's system and it wasn't Russell Wilson with the way how much success Geno Smith had? This past season, it, it was kind of a vindication. Like they're like, look, this is this is how we work it here. This is my system, and I could plug a guy in here. So maybe they felt like we don't have to draft a guy. We don't have to draft Levis at five. We can get somebody on the cheap or keep Geno here and yeah. still run this successful offense. Maybe so. I, I just I think they've always been more of a run first. Yeah, since oh, yeah. they've been good. Oh yeah, you know, and, and Wilson was probably better than maybe even they thought he well, could be when they drafted Carroll's him. offense. Even at USC, he had guys like. <laughs> You know Reggie Bush and and others, but namely Reggie Bush, that ran that offense that really made their quarterbacks real successful. But yeah, I just wonder if that like we don't need to use us five pick on a quarterback. Yeah, I, not on Will Levis. No. Now. Which begs the question. On Anthony Richardson, maybe so, but not on Will Levis. And yeah, where you know I, I was actually pretty surprised that it was Levis that drop like a rock instead of Richardson but I, I think the intrigue of the athleticism yeah the athleticism it's just won one out it did yeah. it, it just absolutely won out and uh, you know I one of the one of the three or four or five times that Mel got fed up with picks and was mad that Levis wasn't taken because it made it was making him look bad for having him as his second quarterback overall he made a great point though in that you know the you there were some guys on the panel criticizing, you know, a player or whatever. Well, he goes, it was at Kentucky. Yeah. You know, you guys, yeah. Okay. CJ and Bryce, they're making the, <clears throat> they're making these plays at Ohio state and Alabama. The student's doing it at Kentucky. I think that's a good point in the grand yeah, scheme. It of is things. a good point. <clears throat> Even though his frustration mounting, but I mean, and there's, I, know, I'm a little surprised. Well, I'm it, surprised about. I'm sorry. I'm surprised about Richardson going. What did they say? He's only started or played in 13 games. Yeah, such a small sample size in the grand scheme of things, too. It is, and that's 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 why I was a little shocked he went so high. But I guess the athleticism that is pro day and all that stuff it it, it wowed enough people. You know, especially the guys at Indianapolis. See here, Drew, inconsistent play at Kentucky is a big problem. See, I, I think that is so – he was a dude at Kentucky. Hello? Yeah, he was a dude who went up against other dudes. He's a dude that did things <laughs> at Kentucky that have never been done. It's true. For yeah. From a team standpoint. In, in, in the toughest conference in the country, going up against the Tennessees and the Alabamas and those LSUs year in and year out, Florida, and having success. Yeah, consistent or not, they're, they're, is he the all-time winningest quarterback at Kentucky? Oh my God, surely have to be. I think the pro set is there. I think the the skill set to be a pro is there. Um, the athleticism, though, I think now someone's going to get him, and maybe that's why he fell. Like you know, I want this guy to be my backup eventually to mold him in, and I have a theory where I think he could go today. I'm surprised he didn't get the Josh Allen bump. Meaning, Josh Allen had a lot of the same question marks. Cannon, inconsistent, inaccurate, mm -hmm. can move. And then he turned out to be Josh Allen. Now, I'm not saying Will Levis has that. But I'm just surprised that somebody didn't. But maybe that's maybe that's why Richardson got taken where he did. He got the Josh Allen bump. Even though he was at Florida. No, that's where I would say Kentucky and Wyoming – I mean, Kentucky's a better program, but they're still, you know, so that's why those they're challenged. Had a, had a, a pause for Josh Allen because well, yeah. he played at Wyoming. Yeah. In the is, was it the Mountain West then? Is it now? I, I don't uh, remember. Something. One of those. I mean, he went up against Colorado State. Did they play Boise? I don't know, but it wasn't the conference, wasn't the league like the SEC is. So I'm a little shocked. Levis has dropped. But I think he'll find a home, and I think he'll find a good home because I think there are some smart franchises that want him, not to be their QB1, but to – Oh, I think there's no doubt where he's going today. You think it's the Rams? Absolutely. 
No doubt. Unless that'd somebody a, else jumps up. Because when you look at the order today, I think they got the fifth pick of the second round. There's nobody there. Two, three, four, five. Yep. There's nobody there that, that needs quarterback anymore. No, no. So it'll it'll take somebody to jump them in order to get there. And if they just stand pat, yeah, I I mean that seems like a pretty pretty safe bet of, of for a second rounder unless there's just somebody that fell out of the first that the Rams had way high on their board. You just you you never know. I mean it's a lot e- it's it's a lot easier to be able to move ten or twelve spots in the second round obviously than it is in the first. Yeah. Uh, for what you got to give up, but that seems like a it seems like a pretty good match there, at least on the periphery, depending on what the Rams' uh, big board looks like. You got to hope the Rams, for Levis's sake, you got to hope the coach is still there, that still wants to be there, no doubt, throughout his development process. No doubt. You know, yeah, yeah Stafford. Yeah, the, the, the question about Stafford is his, you know, his is that injury still lingering? Yeah, and how much will he can, can he play? Know, can he play long enough? to let Levis develop in this system at the pro level where he can take over the job, a la Rodgers taking over for Favre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in a, for where he is now, that's about a perfect world yeah. as long as McVay's still there. Yeah. That changes if McVay yeah. exits with Rodgers. That- but there's always you-know-who waiting in the wings. <laughs> right there, wouldn't have, yes. Problem is – Somebody will probably have to cut his arms off of Caleb Williams' coattails headed to the NFL next year. Yeah, he's year. gonna. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Uh, actually, let's see. Da, 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 da. How did you feel about Dallas's pick? Well, like I said earlier, I, I, it wasn't me jumping out of my chair for joy, but it wasn't me sulking because I thought it was a bad pick. It was exactly what I thought it could be. Yesterday was this is a safe pick. They've hit on picks more than they've missed in the past decade or so. So I, I was comfortable with it. Is was my reaction? How about yeah, you? Yeah, I was afraid it was going to be the guard from even even less sexy the the guard Avila from TCU. So this, you know, it's need, and maybe we you know drafting toward the end of the first round need is. I just man, I if Drew's right though, he says that they had him 14th on their big board, then that means he probably was the best player available on their board. So they still so then mm-hmm. they they kind of they they did kill two birds with one stone by drafting a need and also getting the best player available. If that's, if that's correct. And he follows it closer than anybody that I know of with what people say down in Dallas, then that, then that serves, both, uh, serves both purposes. And you know, a lot of times when you look back, the least sexy picks that Dallas has made have been the best ones and they have to fortify what's going on. On the lines with what Philly is forcing their hand, man, mm-hmm. with yeah. what Philadelphia is doing on both sides of the ball on the lines. Who would you take? All right, here's the question. Mayor, Darnell Washington, or Avila, the guard from TCU, if all three are available today, who do you take in the second round? Mayor. I See, I take Washington. Now I want to get sexy. I take, That's why I take Washington. <laughs> Mayor, you know, I, I thought Bringing it was – sexy back. It was pretty funny to see his film compared to – Jason Witten's film because it felt like in college that Mayer was They're like how is he getting open it, it looks like he's running about a six flat 20 but he's wide open and he's making you know how's he doing that I think a lot of people always thought that about Witten yeah and it turned in, and into a hall of fame career uh but something about Darnell Washington just intrigues you man six four two seventy from Georgia tied in he can block he can I, I if it's me I would rather take him I don't think he'll be there. I I'm a, I don't know that either one of them will be there by the mm. time Dallas gets the pick. But if it's me, I'm actually any of those three may not. But if it's me, I would sure I would lean Washington myself. Are you surprised? Who are you surprised either got picked or didn't get picked last night? I will answer the surprised who got picked with Anton. Because you didn't think OU was going to have a first rounder. I guess that would be. Would it be? That would have to be my answer. I didn't think he'd be a first rounder. You did, so kudos to you. I yeah. even said Jacksonville. Well, congratulations. Well, it was an easy deal, Jared. Once they're <laughs> once Cam Robinson got there's going to be suspended for PEDs. They needed. They got to have somebody to protect Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. 
Still a little shocked that two running backs went as high as they did in the first round. Uh, now, listen, I said I thought there would be two in the first round, but I thought you Gibbs was going to, like, the Bills right. or the Bengals. You didn't think it would be that high. Heck, no. No. And RG3, I thought he had a dumb statement after. No kidding? That's par for the, the course The value for that guy. of the running back is back. No, it's not. Let's see if it is, but I think like you you hit a nail on the head. It's get what you can out of this rookie contract and then be done with them. I think that's where it, that's where the value is. Drew makes a great point when he says, if you draft them in the first round, you better think they're no. You get a five year contract. You get them for five. If you draft them in the fourth round, it's three, and then they can start. You know, it it, it speeds yeah, the clock up. Yeah, yeah. So you can, if you're gonna do it. But not Atlanta, not Detroit. Yeah, I mean that's a great move for Philly. Yeah, for immediate success. Yeah, for the Bills. For, get on a for team the Bengals. That's winning now, and that's, right. that's going to help a team win now. Not a development process, and you're going to overpay for them eventually. It's not value. So do you think the Lions go into Game One with Gibbs, Super Bowl Swift? No, no, no. I'm talking about oh, all three oh, and oh. David Montgomery. Oh. I've got all three of those guys there now. Maybe somebody is available you know i'm really curious you know going back to the dallas angle you know with that need at running back after waving zeke you know there there needs to be some more depth there do they even want to look at drafting a guy how about a sixth rounder for deandre swift i'd take that all day maybe are they waiting for other running backs to be become available yeah like that right there bring him in for the during the fall camp i, I don't know Summer camp, whatever. I bet you they take one eventually. You think they do? Okay. Yeah, I bet you they do. It is one of those needs, but we'll we'll see what the, the, the needs priority is as this draft moves through the weekend. Yeah. Real quick, who do you think they take today? Dallas. A tight end? I think a tight end, but I don't know who. There's a big part of me that's hoping it's anybody but the guy from South Dakota. <laughs> We'll be back. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer for tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back on this Garrison Financial Friday. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Scott at Soonerwealth.com. 124 North Main is Scott's address. Give him a give him a, uh, an email. Go by. He can help you with all your financial needs, every bit of it. Hey, you know who had a bad night last night? Who's that? Mr. Stars Don't Matter in Recruiting Guy. Oh, yeah. Bad night for that guy. I saw that tweet. Like four Very five, bad five, night. Four, four or five. Only like, the, who's the guy who was a zero star who got drafted? Had to have been Tyree Wilson, right? I think so. In the first ten? Yeah, that's... Uh, bad night for that guy. Yep. Not good. Now, he'll point to that one in like Zay Flowers. You know, is who he'll point to. They matter. You know, 30 out of the first 32. They definitely matter. It was a tough night. It was a very, very tough night for recruiting stars don't matter guy. All right, let's, uh, it, wasn't, it was not a tough day yesterday for a bunch of local softball and baseball teams, Jared. A lot of success yesterday. Yeah, there was. There's state tournament teams galore in slow pitch softball, I will tell you. Let's start. I'll just go right up the list. Class B. Two Western Oklahoma squads will be headed to the state tournament. Arnett is the regional champion. They beat Scheidler 14-4 in game one, beat Leedy in the regional title game 14-11. 
Sarnett goes in as a regional champion. Leedy will be there as well, though. Lady Bison turned around and beat Scheidler 12-2 to be the runner-up. So Arnett and Leedy both in the Class B slow pitch softball state tournament. Hammond Lady Warriors and the Viside Lady Indians will be in the Class A slow pitch state tournament. As Hammond is the regional champ, they beat Kremlin Hillsdale 11-1 and Viside 24-16 to win the regional championship. Viside uh, beat Moss to start, and they beat Moss to uh, be the runner-up, 16-4. to So Visai is also into the Class A slow-pitch state tournament. Shaddix there. Lady Indians <clears throat> routed a couple of teams. Ringwood 15-0, Union City 15-7. So Shaddix headed to the Class 2A state softball tournament, as is Bingaroni. As Lady Bobcats beat Kyoto 12-0, Arapahoe Butler 7-3. Arapahoe Butler could not bounce back and win for a second time yesterday against Central High of Marlowe. They beat them 14-7 game one. They lost 3-2. Mm. And so Rappo Butler was eliminated. Central Marlowe is the runner-up in that regional head of the state. Canute Trojanettes made easy work over here yesterday. 10-0 against OBA, 13-6 against Davenport. So Canute is headed. I think Woodland ended up being the regional runner-up there as they beat uh, Davenport in that final game. Navajo has been eliminated also in two A's. They lost to Sterling twice. Uh, so you got Canute, Bingaroni, Shattuck, Visai, Hammond, Arnett, Leedy, all in their various classifications. Slow pitch state tournament next week. Got any report from the Canute? Looked like they've just the workman life e- workman like ever. Yeah, I saw Coach Gillette last night and told him congrats. And I, I was always curious <clears> does it make you does it does it worry you changing Field conditions, you know, you go from natural to turf. So, nah, not really. By the way, is the Illinois corner was the one that wasn't highly ranked. That's right. Okay. It was the fifth pick. That's, that's, right. that's exactly that's right. right. All right, so let's go to the baseball field. We were at Ackley Park yesterday. The Big Elks cruised to a bi-district championship, 16-0 and 11-0 against Dixon. So, Elk City into the regional. They'll host the regional next week starting on Thursday. Game times will come up at the first of next week. So the Big Elks will be at home in a four-team regional next week. Uh, Looks like uh, no Chickasha won game one against Harding. I never – I actually didn't even look. Uh, but I would, I'm, I'm just sure Lumpy's team will be out here. Um, Sulphur and Mount St. Mary would be the other two. If the seeds hold the way that they went into the by district, those would be the teams that would be here uh, next week. Elk City would play Mount St. Mary game one. Chickasha and Sulphur would go at it in game two. And then, of course, the winners – Let's see, da 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 da. Yep, Mount St. Mary beat McLeod twice. So they're in. Uh, Chickasha, they were, I'm sure they are. Yep. 14 4 and 13 1. Sulphur playing Anadarko. They haven't played yet, but you can go ahead and book that one. Uh, Sulphur will be here too. Uh, let's see. Class B regionals. Fort Cobb is in the driver's seat. Mustangs beat Battia 16 0. Sentinel beat Glencoe 16 6. Fort Cobb doubled up uh, Sentinel, excuse me, four to two. Then Battiest knocked out Glencoe nine to two. So you got Sentinel and Battiest today. Winners got to beat Fort Cobb twice. Leedy is in the driver's seat in their Class B regional. Tupelo beat Duke twenty to one. Leedy beat Asher five to four. Then Leedy beat Tupelo one to nothing. So somebody's gonna have to beat Leedy twice. I didn't see a Duke Asher final. Winner of that plays Tupelo. Winner of that plays Leedy. Had to be him twice. Class A, Canute did what uh, the hopeful were hoping for them to do, hosting that regional. 16-6 over Hominy. They beat Hydro Weekly 10 to nothing. That regional is here because of the weather. That, that regional will finish, or at least today, will finish here in Elk City at Ackley Park. It'll be Hominy and Hydro Weekly at noon. Winner plays Canute. Got to beat them twice. So that, that is a change in the schedule from what the original uh, Canute hosting, that is now going to be here. There was actually district games last night here. Yeah. <clears throat> with uh, Hooker and Fairview. Fairview. They play, They met here. That's one of the Fairview fans. Yeah, nothing like a two-and-a-half-hour trip for a, for a home game. Well. <laughs> but uh, they had a bunch of rain, and there was more coming. So it had been hard for them to get done. Yep. So they came down here and finished last night. Let's see. Hollis. Well, welcome, Fairview fans. Thanks yeah. for coming. Fairview and Hooker, thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, Hollis. Beat Allen 6-4. They lost to Tushka 6-5. So Hollis, I imagine they'll have to beat Allen and then Tushka twice uh, in a Class A 
regional. And then Navajo uh, beat Arapo Butler, lost to Rattan. Arapo Butler was lost to Garber as well. So Arapo Butler's out. Navajo will play Garber. Winner will have to beat Rattan twice. Uh, and then also, I forgot this one, a 4A slow pitch. Hobart beat Colgate, but then lost to Prague and lost to Colgate. So Hobart was eliminated. One win shy of a, a 4A slow pitch state tournament berth. Anybody else? Has you got anybody else? I think you got from it all yesterday. covered. That was a lot, but we got it all <laughs> covered. And we'll see what. Um... Oh, nope. Moreland beat Allen 6 to 5. So yeah. it'll be Hollis and Moreland. Hollis and Moreland, yes. Hollis and Moreland, winner has to beat Tushka twice. There we go. Very good. What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, tomorrow we'll be hosting a softball festival for 10U and 8U teams. We were going to do it over there at Canoop, but much like the high school teams, we got to come this way because of the field conditions. So we'll be doing that over at the Fiveplex just all one day festival tomorrow and it's a way we make we raise money it's a fundraiser to help us pay for tournament fees um throughout this season and even going into the fall season takes the burden off the parents so you want to come on out got a lot of homemade food and watch some uh, little kids play some softball Is come this on out. right what's up i hope i'm right Usually, no no that's oh, right i know you're right <laughs> first bryce game. young is the first alabama player to be drafted number one overall in the modern draft era i yes that is right that's wow. a little shocking. <clears throat> Shocks me. Yeah. Uh, you, I saw this. It was There's like three teams tied for the first, maybe four. One of those being OU. OU. Yeah. There's USC. Ohio State feels Ohio like they've State, had some. Maybe. Um, and we know next year there's, there's going to be a lone first place, so it's going to be USC. Yeah. But that is mind-blowing. But, you know, it was so mind-blowing when you heard this. is Who was the first Heisman-winning uh, player from Alabama. Ingram. That wasn't too long ago. Yeah, 2009. You think that storied history? They did have you, about seven. You know. Did you see the uh, the streak that was snapped last night? No. With the 15th pick, Will McDonald the fourth from Iowa State. Got any idea how long the drought the drought had been for first rounders from Iowa State? Oh, a long time. I remember this. We talked about this last year. How long? 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> 50. Wow. 1973 was the last one. 50 years. Yeah, they were leaps and bounds the highest. I remember finding that list now that you say it. Uh, there was another one that was like in the 20s. But yeah, 50 years. Yeah. And then Green Bay. And they didn't even have that great of a season, but neither did OU, and they got a guy in the first round. But you'd think during that run with Matt Campbell when they're having. Well, he almost came out years, last year. You know, yeah. it was the first time ever four that that four consecutive picks were receivers. First time in the modern draft era, and then there was one more. It was about it was about uh, gosh, I gotta hurry and find it. We gotta go. It was about Green Bay. It was like the thirty. Oh, I can't remember. It can't be 30 because Rodgers was drafted. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, 50 years. The last one was running back George Amundsen, taken by the Oilers 14th in the 1973 draft. A name we'll never forget. <laughs> oh, here, here it is, here it is, here it is. Luke Van Ness, that's what it was. So last night, the Packers... 21st straight draft that they have not selected a running back, wide receiver, or tight end in the first round. That is the longest drought in draft hit, in common draft history. Can you tell me their last first rounder that was a running back, wide receiver, or tight end? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, it was wide receiver. I'll racing. tell you it was a wide receiver. Was a wide receiver? In 2002. It was. From Florida State. Who was it? Javon Walker. Would have never thought of that. Javon Walker. All right, everybody have a great weekend. I'll have a report about the Bob on Monday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered.